The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, everybody. Welcome once again to the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined, as always, by Mr. Matt Morgan and Wrestling Inc.'s own Rob. Geary. Tonight we're going to talk about the uh, superstar shakeup that happened on Monday Night Raw for April 10th, 2017. So much happened tonight. Lots of people coming over from SmackDown to Raw. Tomorrow night we'll learn about who goes from Raw to SmackDown. Uh, but to get started with, Matt, your thoughts on tonight's uh, festivities? Uh, I didn't like the show. I like so- certain parts of it. I, I like the stuff with Kurt. I liked... Um... You know certain matches. I like you know I liked Owens and Dean Ambrose's match. I did not like the finish at all. Um, I like who went over. Um, what else? Oh, love the Braun Strowman flipping the damn uh, <laughs> ambulance. How do you not like that? Um, I did but, not uh, like that. <laughs> how? How, how can you not be impressed by that? That was so cheesy. That was. You, so- you don't think that was real? Corny. Do you uh, think it was real? My wife was claiming, I bet you there's like a forklift. I'm like, come on, like what? To the inch, the inch that they don't show us on the TV screen? No, that was legit. Wait, what's yeah. that? Like, you don't, you don't think that was fake, right? What's that? That he flipped the ambulance. Yeah, well, yeah, of course. I mean, they had the, the, you know, it was being pulled on the other side. Don't, don't <laughs> ruin this for me, Raj. <laughs> I was swearing up and down to my wife that she should be impressed. Oh, no, man. They were, they were, like, they were pulling on, it man. on the other side. <laughs> but, I mean, I, as yeah. a special effect, and, and same thing with the stretcher thing, because you could see where they changed Roman and where <laughs> yes. they cut the camera angle to, yeah. to replace uh, Roman with the dummy. They, they did a good job with that. But I guess some people would believe that uh, the ambulance thing was real. I thought that just killed it for me. <laughs> Yeah, no, I didn't even think about it first uh, until like a couple minutes in where I was like, oh, wait, they taped this before. This wasn't actually live backstage. Yeah. It was like this was pre-produced. Right. Um, I, I thought the rest of that brawl was awesome, though. <clears throat> yeah, he was throwing them everywhere. The show was, eh, the crowd didn't do the show favors. I think that's a yeah. big part of this for me. That Long Island crowd, shame on you. I, I will never dictate to you, you should cheer and you should boo. All right, I'm not, I'm not that type of wrestler that does that crap. But that said... Come on, what are you people doing at the show? Why are you there? Seriously, yeah. you sit on your hands, go stay at home. I don't understand the logic. Until Jericho hit the ring at the very end, and then I thought to myself, you know something? I bet you there's a lot of nostalgia fans, a lot of older fans, I bet you are at this show tonight and don't recognize many of the new guys. Hmm. That's just my, it's just my opinion. I didn't hear a lot of, I mean, with a delete chance allowed tonight? Yeah. At first, when he first came out. Cause that's usually a pretty good. I hate to say it, that's a pretty good uh, gauge for um, if there's newer age fans watching, you know, in attendance. So maybe I'm wrong. 
I love that there were surprises. If I was in attendance tonight and uh, someone who pays attention to this stuff, look, all the rumors online said it's going to be AJ and Charlotte are a lock to switch brands. And I think Alexa was the other one people were saying was going to happen. Um, so opening with The Miz and Maurice coming out there tonight and then followed by Dean. I mean, how could you not just be stoked to be surprised in this day and age where we feel like we know everything ahead of time, you know? I, I wasn't impressed by that. I wasn't really? excited for Monday Night Raw to be better with those three. I love the Miz and Maurice right now. Oh, They're on fire. Absolutely. I, but but to start off as like this is ta-da, the number one yeah. shake up move we're doing. No, I was expecting AJ, like you said, or, or top, yeah. top, top dogs being shifted right away. Yeah, I thought the Miz. That just seems like a bad choice because he was doing so well on SmackDown. They they were catching fire. They were reaching like that that upper echelon. And then you know, first night on Raw, losing to Sami Zayn, who you know, Sami, hell of a talent, but with where he's pushed, I mean, he wasn't even on. You know, he was in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. So he's, to kind of go from from that to this on his first night back, it just kind of I think foreshadows uh, where they're going to go with him. Uh, Sammy's obvious thing on Raw. I mean, the big, the big note to make the, the big thing to make note of tonight was you could see who was clearly leaving Raw and going somewhere else. Right. Yeah. It seemed like it with a lot of the matches. Somewhere else. SmackDown. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. So, I mean, I'm bummed because it's a loss for SmackDown. I think SmackDown Live, as it's been yeah. at the top of the card, I think uh, you know Randy and Bray I wasn't stoked about, but everything else in SmackDown is pretty much a win at this point. So I thought Bray being moved was great because yeah. getting him away from the Wyatts and everything, and and Orton, I think that's yeah. a, a good move. Hell yeah, I thought it was the that was what I was gonna say later in the show that by far for me is the best uh, move so shake up move so far. Yeah, for the, yeah. For the talent and the show, it's gonna make Raw better too. I see it. I definitely see it. So, yeah, we started with the Miz and Maurice coming out to the ring, uh, doing the Cena and Nikki Bella impression, interrupted by Dean Ambrose. So all three of them going over to Raw. Can I just make a quick note here? And this is important. I know all the followers want to hear this because they yeah. probably agree with me. Maurice is hotter brunette, <laughs> by the way, than she is as a blonde. Yes. She's right? hotter and dressed as Nikki Bella. Yes, she is. Okay. <laughs> I've been saying it for weeks. Oh. Yeah. You know, they've been doing great with that. Um, yeah, God, even getting them away from SmackDown, it's like, okay, they're not going to be able to keep feuding with Cena. It's like, mm-hmm. but, yeah. they've Cena's just been on fire be, lately. But yeah, yeah, I know. But still, I don't think it'll make sense for them to do that shtick on Raw um, if Cena's not on Raw also. Um, so we had that as the opening segment. Uh, we went backstage. Kurt Angle with Sami Zayn setting up the match between The Miz and Sami Zayn for later in the night. Um New Day versus The Revival was next mm-hmm. up. And with their Revival bragging about Kofi, his ankle is going to need surgery. So they took him out. And uh, what did you think of this match, Matt, and further establishing uh, uh, The Revival? I didn't like the very beginning. Mm. I didn't like how, how how New Day was all over them, like white on rice. They should be pissed. They should be angry. Yeah. But they, they threw that out the window the minute they brought the mannequin, the, the blow-up doll to the ring. Sorry. <laughs> you're not tough guy, angry guy anymore when there's a blow-up doll that you're freaking dry humping. Um, with that said, but their their, their actions, like like Woods, the, 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 the bell rang and he super kicked them right in the gut and they started going to town on him and just straight up jabroning him and beating him down right away. And, and I'm going, fight back. I'm screaming at my TV at the guys going, fight back. Um because you only get a first chance to make that, you know, that, that first impression. And it's important as a new tag team and a young guy to not allow anybody to beat you down like that, even if though it's part of the script and it's 
what, what, what that part of the match is what we call the shine. Still, you can still fight back in the baby face of shine and keep yourself alive. And I, I just didn't like the beginning of it. But then from there, the guys, you know, they, they did their thing and I love the way they won. Um, I love, the, I just love the revival. I love everything they do. And they're going to learn to start, no question about it, sticking up for themselves and fighting back a little bit more, I think. Yeah, I think this was clearly uh, New Day's swan song on Raw. You can kind of tell that they're Good they're moving you. to SmackDown. Good. Um, I, that, I, I agree with you 100%. I felt like they, it's fine to be a fun-loving group, but when one of your guys gets taken out, uh, you should show some fire. You should be angry. I um some people are asking if it's a work. Uh it's a work in the sense that the um the revival didn't injure Kofi uh Kofi Kingston's ankle, but he did hurt it. He is getting the surgery, but it's nothing mm-hmm. major and he'll be back. Um but yeah, so new day to, to SmackDown and we got uh Rhino and Heath Slater on Raw. I don't know if that's Ooh. a even trade, but uh but yeah, uh SmackDown definitely needed a, a top tag team because their, their division is just dead. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll see what happens more on that front tomorrow night. Things could shake up even further. Um, so let's talk about this backstage segment with TJ Perkins and Neville. Neville sounding like he was saying TG half the time, um, setting up the match that we got <laughs> between Austin Aries and Perkins. So this was the only cruiserweight match tonight, Matt. I mean, what did you think of this? And it, it looks like with what they announced the payback, the cruiserweights are likely staying with Raw. Say that one more time, the last part. With the cruiserweights staying with Raw? Yeah, that's what it looks like with the yeah. match being set for I, payback. I like that. I mean, people yeah. will argue that they prefer it on SmackDown because they'll get more time. And I'm sorry, as long as... Even though they don't get much time or much shine on Raw, there's still it's still the A show, you know. Yeah. So if perception is reality, and I'm clicking through the channels and I'm seeing these little guys flip flop and fly and do all these cool maneuvers, I just said maneuvers, um, <laughs> then I just think it makes them look better to the common person. Now us, you know, hardcore fans, I'm sure we prefer them on SmackDown with more time, but I don't see the the why would they do that knowing just what an hour an hour later it's going to be on the, the network. Yeah. Yeah, I thought. Uh, I mean, this was clearly setting up the heel turn for TJ Perkins. I agree. I think the cruiserweight division should be on Raw. I mean, I personally, you know, if, if it were up to me, they would have a separate taping with the cruiserweights. You know, to, with NXT two hundred five live would be done with that because they'd have a hot crowd who feel different. Um, with this way, they usually have a dead crowd for these matches. But um, I, I think it would be the same way on SmackDown. Uh, because I mean, you see the crowd for Two Hundred Five Live. That's on right after SmackDown. That's the SmackDown crowd, and you know it's it's rarely uh, it's rarely loud. So I don't think I don't think it'd be any different. But um, yeah, Neville was I, li- I like Neville's promo backstage. He kind of buried TJ Perkins. TJ <laughs> Perkins was pretty brutal back there, but you could you could see that this was uh, you know setting up a heel turn for him, which which I think is the right move to make. This is the one. This is the promo with Austin Aries too, right? Yeah, yeah. He's I, from from my money. I thought he stole that segment. As far as the three guys, he by far and away was the most comfortable on that mic, and they gave him some lame crap, and he turned it into something at least, just through his body language and how he said it, and he just presented himself like a star to me. Yeah, he does that more than anyone in that division for sure. Oh, you can, it, it's an insult that we even just said that. Okay. You know, it's an insult. He's in that division. I, I don't get it. I don't give a crap how short or tall he is. He is. I tagged with that dude at, at TNA or Impact 
TNA back then. And uh, dude, he he handles himself like a star in every sense of the word. Yeah. No, and he's great. And he, he and Neville, I mean, both just are on another level than the vast majority of these cruiserweight guys. Um, but no, I thought that was good tonight. Perkins is a heel. We'll see if there's uh, some storyline <laughs> to be had there. Came from that, uh, Kurt Hawkins is oh. moving over to Monday Night Raw. How will SmackDown survive? That's what everybody was asking themselves during that segment when uh, Big Show came out and one-shotted him. Um, yeah, so Matt, when stuff mm. like this happens, so when you're someone like Kurt Hawkins, does he kind of, when you're backstage and you're being used like this in these, mm. you know, one-off, not, not even matches, do you kind of read the writing on the wall? How do you as a performer Ooh, process uh, this? I'll give you an example. I was getting a decent push with the stuttering character. I, I wasn't losing matches, that's for sure. Yeah. I was winning. I was always winning. Whether it was a squash or in a tag team with me and Carlito, I would always, I would generally pick up the win mm-hmm. or be a fiving show or something like that. But anyways, the writing was on the wall when they when they did the draft, and the, I was supposed to wrestle William Regal, who was just coming from SmackDown, was just coming from Raw over to SmackDown. Um, yeah, they freaking they had they sent out the Mexi cools before the match could even begin, and all three had had to jump jump me and leave me laying, mm. and I remember. Like what, you know, and, and Vince is like, oh, don't worry. It's not, you know, it's just part of the deal. Something like that. And I remember looking at Undertaker who was sitting in the arena watching it. And I just saw him nodding his head like this, you know? And uh, I didn't think anything of it, you know? And then I ended up getting my release like about a week or two later, maybe. So like, you know what I mean? There is, you know, the writing on the, the wall to it to effect, you know, these, these, are, these are people's jobs. Yeah, their livelihoods, how they feed their family. You know, that's not just a cliche. That's literally how they feed their family. Um, and they're not all rich. They're not all millionaires. They don't, some of them don't even make hundreds of thousand dollars for all I know. You know, and it's very, you know, it's a tough spot to be in. So when I was watching Hawkins tonight, I just think he's, he'll be used as a utility player like he was yeah. on SmackDown, probably even less. Um, I was hoping he would do something with that promo, though, because he actually is a very good promo. Mm-hmm. If you guys seen some of his stuff he was doing on YouTube and things like that, he he can talk, and he is talented. Um, I, I just I don't know I don't know if that's the, if that was me, maybe because I'm older now that would have been my time to like, look this the script they gave me, but this is what I'm saying and I'm yeah. like nobody and I'm going out there and I'm throwing bombs. That would have been awesome. I would have loved because, to see that tonight. Because what I mean, that's if I was comfortable enough financially to know I could get fired for doing it. <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah. He could have actually. Yeah. Oh man, he actually could have done. I mean, a shoot talking about how they brought me back in the brand extension last year. They brought me back, and then I've been buried on SmackDown. Now I'm on Raw, and really, it's my time to shine. I mean, he could have cut. I think a hell of a promo there. Um, I'll say this: here's the silver lining for Kurt Hawkins. He's got main event being on raw so he probably has a better chance of being used on there than he was being used on smackdown yeah and you know I, I saw a lot of people on twitter complaining about this but you can't just move the top guys i mean if you had 10 like top guys traded over you'd you'd, you'd have nothing left on smackdown so you gotta you gotta no, move some of the utility guys and, two, two, yeah two or three and yeah. you yeah, and there is but but but, but slater rhino and him and Miz, like, 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 I just don't think we see. I love Miz. He's probably one of my favorite characters right now, but he's not a top guy. Yeah, you know. So, so, like, uh, I don't know. I don't even necessarily think I see Ambrose that way. I, I know many, many, many do. Um, yeah. Well, they were a lot higher on I SmackDown. Know. I buy them as top guys on SmackDown. I don't see them as top guys on Raw. I don't think that's how they're going to be booked or treated. Uh, we should also note before the show started, it was announced Apollo Cruz 
He's coming over to Raw. Fingers crossed they repackage or do something with him and actually uh Dude, he lifts in my gym, by the way. I forgot to tell you yeah. this dude is a beast. Mm -hmm. Dude, he reps 405 on incline like nothing. That's four plates on each side. Like, like, yeah. like nothing. I do that, but I'm seven for 300 pounds. This dude is short. He is a stack, man. He's yeah. a freak. That agility with that, with that, that muscle, it's, it's, it's amazing. I mean, that's one where you don't want that talent to go to waste. You hope he, oh. he can connect it and get that personality and get that right character because mm -hmm. it's not clicking right now. And hopefully they didn't just yeah. bring him over be, just as a, a lateral trade and, and they move like Bo Dallas or someone like that. Hopefully they have something in mind for him. I don't Let's think see. so. I hope so, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, after that, okay, so we talked about uh, the. Oh, let's talk about the actual match, uh, Aries versus Perkins. What did you think of that for a showcase tonight? I mean, the Neville interference was was telegraphed. I think from the get go, he showed up on commentary. Right. But uh, as, as this whole cruiserweight match, even when they cut to him, did you guys notice that when they cut to Neville at the commentary yeah, he desk, was, and he was standing, just kind of ready to go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, get this side, get this side, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty bad. It was pretty obvious. Yeah, uh, I thought the match itself was good. I mean, for the one cruiserweight match, at least they made it count. You know, yeah, and, they did. Yeah, Perkins uh, did his little beat down at the end there. Again, if someone's challenging for a title, I hate when they lose. You know, like yeah. if if you're Absolutely. the challenger for a title, you should be winning. Yep. Uh, after that, we had Seth Rollins backstage uh, with Enzo and Cass, and then uh, Seth came out. Did a speech seemed like it could have been easily set up for him to announce he was going to SmackDown, but then Kurt Angle came out and uh, just confirmed that Seth is uh, welcome to stay at Raw. Samoa Joe came out and attacked Seth. Angle broke that up. Um, so, what do you think about the storyline going forward, Matt, and what Seth's promo? That I would have been more interested if um, Samoa uh, Kurt headbutted Samoa Joe and broke his nose and started bleeding. <laughs> um, uh, Good. I loved all around. Loved it. Everything, everything about that I liked. Actually, uh, Kurt Angle came out and made Seth Rollins look like a big friggin' deal. Mm -hmm. Um, gave him a rub and a half, and that is Kurt's. That is his calling card. Everyone keeps talking about the comedy and comedy. I'm going. I'm sitting there going. This dude is a bad ass mother effort. Like one of the most legit in ring competitors we'll ever see. Five star match galore. He got a five star match with anybody. They keep going talking about the comedy, the comedy, the comedy. Um. The thing that is, is going to be his calling card, I'm telling you right now, is the fact that he makes people in everything he does in every segment. It is such an incredible talent. I mean that. And he did it tonight with Rollins. Rollins was getting lukewarm responses. And I thought he made him look like a bigger deal. I like that moment where he almost corpsed a little bit when he didn't realize that he said it's true and then didn't take the pause for uh, the audience to respond and chime yeah. in. And then yeah. they caught him. I thought that was cute. Um, but no, I thought it was great. And I thought it was interesting, though. He, Tonight, now I've read this online that Kurt, if he gets cleared, will maybe do some in ring action. Oh, yeah. Um, I, so. I thought it was interesting they drew that line that was Samojo, like you were saying, Matt, because these guys have a history uh, together. It was interesting they drew the line of having him being there, like, hey, man, you know, running interference, but not getting up in his face or looking right. like he was going to fight him. Right now, he's 1000% GM. That is all they're thinking right now. Yeah. And it's one of those deals where it's a Hail Mary pass. If he passes this, then cool. Then we can start. In, we can start thinking about what we can do with Kurt in the ring if we can. But yeah. right now, it's one million percent Kurt GM. Yeah, no, it makes sense. 
Um, so yeah, with Seth, Seth staying on Raw, that will be interesting to see how that plays. I'm out. rooting for him, man. I'm a Seth Rollins fan. I said it from day one. Him and KO were my were my guys on Raw. So hopefully he can start to, you know, put a little bit more edge back in his in his stuff. Yeah. yeah. Unless it's a swerve, because you you got to wonder who is moving then from Raw to SmackDown. That's like on the upper level. KO. Yeah. KO is definitely, but I I, I kind of consider that like a trade for Dean Ambrose because you Me got too. the U.S. champion for the Intercontinental. But as far as like a main event guy, um, you know, it's like Roman, Seth, Finn, and they all seem like they're you know, Stand. yeah. So it it would be Seth in my opinion. Roman seems uh, a little too important on raw to, to move over especially if they didn't move aj so seth seemed like he'd be the guy yeah okay. i mean can you guys think of anybody else who kind of fits that bill i mean they showed in that i weird, don't want to yeah <laughs> in that weird pseudo tease night they showed finn in there um and but i think finn versus bray is just too good to, uh, yes yeah do you know the depths they're gonna be able to i hope they at least go deep with this and they they really go into the demon character a little bit more because this is the perfect opponent for that yeah Yeah. do you know what i mean of what the switch is what it means have have bray bringing it out yes oh there's so much oh my god it could be so good definitely definitely it looks like well we're building towards that for uh payback maybe so we'll see um, so we had Charlie backstage uh, interviewing KO and then interrupted by Ambrose sitting there, uh, champ versus champ match for later in the night. But before that, uh, Charlotte Flair versus Nia Jax. <laughs> I was screaming on my TV. Uh, I made my wife come in to watch this and put it in slow mode. Did you see her dumper on her head? Yeah, I was like nervous for Charlotte's health in this I'm match. So irate at that. And not at Nia. At first, of course, at Nia was because she's the one who did it. But. I'm going, wait a minute. I was in that spot and being pushed when I wasn't ready. And I was on TV when I, with nine months of training, you know, being asked to take care of professional athletes' bodies and not injure them, you know? Mm. So I can understand it. It's not her fault. It's their fault. She should not be on TV yet, and that's their fault. She should still be getting groomed and doing what she's doing in NXT. And that's what they, she should be doing. They don't need her right now. I'm sorry, they don't. Why do they need her? Why did they, because you can only book her one way. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? And it limits the division. I know we need another star in the division, but that is not the answer. The answer would be, what, what's a Japanese girl? Oscar. Uh, ah, someone like her. We yeah. brought in Mickey now. The, the, the women's between both shows got better, but it got more depth. But I don't think Nia's, I don't know. I hate the crap on anybody, you know, because I'm a wrestler myself. But she's not ready. She's just not ready. Yeah, and she, she immediately had, broke a I was like, oh, my God, holy shit. Did you see her reaction? Yeah. Yeah. She even looked concerned after the match. Like, she was kind of looking at looked. Charlotte. Like, without that, with, like, more of that sorry, oh, shit look as opposed to. Her eyes popped out of her head. Yeah. When she hit the when she hit the thing. All that all that move is is either a shoulder buster on your knee or you put them up in your shoulder and drop them like that and flip them. You see my arm? And flip them that way, right? Yeah. One of the One of the two. And she just went, here's her head. Gunk, gunk. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, she's dead. And the way the rap rat reacted, I was like, she's dead. And then she's and then she was obviously okay. And then Naya starts dropping elbows on her back. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> you know, but she's obviously leaving. There's no question about that, right? Oh, yeah. Charlotte? Yeah. 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 Was it announced before the match? 
No, no, no. So they didn't. They haven't announced any of the people going to SmackDown yet. But I think Charlotte's clear, and there's got to be one more Raw woman since you had two SmackDown women come over. So I, I don't know if it's going to be Sasha or, uh, I don't know who else. Uh, Dana or Emma, hey, maybe. Dana and Emma seem like they're feuding with each other. No, um, nobody cares about that. Right. <laughs> um, one more, one more, just one more thing with the Nia Jax thing. It's not her fault. It's their fault. Let me be clear about that. Yeah. Their fault. Their fault. Their fault. Their fault. Um, and yeah, nobody cares about Dana Brooke versus. I can't even say her name. What's her Emma. name? Emma. Emma. <laughs> and Emma's nasty. Emma's a good ass wrestler too. It's yeah. just They made us not care. Yeah. Um. It's so interesting. During that match, crowd was very distracted by the Elias Samson spottings of him walking. How through. did I miss this? Why? He, he just walked through the audience carrying guitar, and everyone's like looking over. They should have put him in the mask. He's never going to be more over than he was on NXT last week with that mask. <laughs> Alabama Bando? Yes, Alabama <laughs> Bando. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. That thing was awesome. Yes. <laughs> so, he, so before they showed him later in the night, yeah, he was just walking through the crowd and oh. showing up in the back of shots uh, throughout the evening, which is interesting. Uh, I don't know. That, that, was that gimmick ever over in NXT? I mean, no, yeah. no, no, never. And that's almost impossible at that show. Yeah. I mean, I would see it a lot of live events I was at. I mean, people were just not even like Roman Reigns, not even like, oh my God, we, you know, we hate this guy. We were forcing him just like this, this like um, violent indifference people had to him of just, this is really boring as, as hell, you know? Please make it end. Was he anybody on the indie scene? Was he somebody from like Ring of Honor that I'm not aware of or something? No. No. Yeah, I think he pretty much got his foot. Yeah, I mean, he might have done some indies, but his his main calling call was NXT. Okay. Yeah. So we'll see what hey, happens. Well, there. All for new town. More power to him. Hope he does good. Yeah. Just please spare yeah, there, us. There, there are some people sense. that the light switch goes off, you know, and and yep. who knows? Maybe he could be that guy. I'll tell you right now, Carlito was that guy. Carlito was no star in a right. Not at all. He was not expected to do anything but be a great hand, and. He kept growing his hair out, just kind of bored in OVW. And then Vince McMahon comes up with the spinning the apple gimmick out of left freaking field. <laughs> he became a huge star. Yeah. Couldn't believe it. It happened just like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when hearing about him in OVW that people would say how he had no charisma. He did. He did. And then he, and then he came on the main roster and boom. Yeah. Seriously. That's, that's a real accurate depiction. In, in real life, he did. He was funny as hell. Mm-hmm. But he was very shy and quiet. And um, but then like, yeah, you put him in that character, he was money, man. Come and beat John Cena right away. That was awesome. Right. Well, we'll see what happens with Elias Sampson. Um, for man, just the drifter. Something else. Um got the got there. I really am. Uh, okay, so after that, Finn Balor versus Jinder Mahal. Um, so that match, Finn's return, we had the video package announcing that. Uh, and then after the match, Bray Wyatt showing up, calling out Finn and setting that up. So what do you think about Finn's, uh, I guess, little demo he put on with Jinder there? I think that Jinder got over in that match more than Finn did. Really? Absolutely no question about it. And more importantly, I think I'm going to start challenging Jinder Mahal to vascular and vein contests. <laughs> you should. On Instagram, what was that on Twitter or Instagram or some crap like that? He posted. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you should take him up on that. Um, I should. Um, he, dude, 
he, in my opinion, again, I know everyone's like, oh, you're so pro-ginger. What the hell's wrong with you? Like, because day one, we were always like, this dude looks like a star. We said it when he came back, all yeah. of us. And um, <laughs> people think, like, it's funny, but it's serious. Like, he looks like a million dollars. Not just his body, his look. I hate the stupid turban. Is it a turban that he's wearing? Yeah. Like, it's so dated, but who cares? Once it's off, the bell rings. He's somebody completely different. And, he, and I, you mean stupid turban as a prop, not as not yes, as natural. Stupid, like they're stupid for right. using it as a super dated. And they think that's all we know of of, of that type of of of, uh, of nationality. That that's all we relate. You know, right? That they it's ridiculous and it's dated, and most importantly, and yeah. it's insulting. But that said, here's the thing. He's money in the ring, he, and he presents himself like a star. And tonight, I really feel, if you were clicking through the channels, you don't know either guy, he looked like a star in that ring tonight. It did seem like they're, I, I, I don't know if push is the right word, but he, he's not being treated as a joke like he used to be, um, yeah. like they do with Kurt Hawkins. Like, he's in there with Finn right. Balor. He's he's taken a decent amount of the match. So, um, and, you know, he's he's in there to work with him, not just – not completely just be a showcase. So here, here's something if other wrestlers are watching this and I know they do, um, he, he, some of the younger guys, when you get in this opera, when you get in this spot, okay, I'm looking at the camera, when you get into this spot and you think you're being used as an enhancement talent, this match tonight, Finn Balor, okay, um, this is the exact type of match that you can have by taking something like this big that you're being given in the match and making it this big. Jim Ross calls it maximizing your minutes. That's exactly what Ginger did tonight. Watch this match. There's no reason that if you're an enhancement match, you can't do this unless it's a squash match. Um, but my point is, it's taking something like this and making it bigger. Those forearms to the face, the forearm to the face, for instance, was spot on perfect. Everything he did tonight was perfect. And he made a statement. There's no question about it. He made a statement in a losing effort and an enhancement spot uh, effort. And still made a statement. That's there's something to be said for that. And everybody can do that. You just got to go ahead and do it and take it and seize that moment and stop just thinking, okay, I'm going to lose in three minutes, so I'm just going to let the guy take the match and run me out of the ring. No, you get your stuff in when you get the opportunity. You know, and to your point about him getting a little bit of a push, the mm -hmm. announcers, uh, they were putting him over on commentary tonight talking about what he's been posting about his diet, his exercise routine. Yep. Yeah. Which was interesting. I mean, normally your average uh, jobber Mike, doesn't get that. Michael Cole was trying to clown it, but but Corey wouldn't let him if you listen closely. Michael Cole started trying yeah. to laugh. He said, diet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like He's like, no, seriously. He, he says nobody outworks him. He immediately changed it to that gear. So you can tell Corey gets it. I got to say, Corey is, Corey is just so great. I think he's the best announcer in the company right now, by far. He, by far is exactly right. He is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought uh, they both looked great in that match, and then uh, Bray. And Corey, real quick I, I, yeah. about Corey, and then we'll get to JBL later. But with Corey, he's there trying to get the wrestlers over. You could tell in his commentary, he's really trying to get the guys over, and that's really refreshing to see. Even though he's supposed to be a heel, you know what it is? I mean, yeah. in my opinion, because Corey is, Corey sees these guys as his peers, whereas JBL and the older wrestlers see them as kids, as rookies, as younger, the vast majority of them, right? But Corey came up with a lot of these guys in NXT. Corey was wrestling with a lot of these guys, and I it, think that shows. JBL does it from time to time. You know, he did, yeah. listen, listen to what he says about he, nobody puts the Miz over more than he does. Um, you, you know, but it's it's more like this. It's like Corey is influenced by Bobby Heenan, Jesse Ventura, and I, I used to sleep at that dude's house when we used to work indies for his dad's company in Pennsylvania, Corey Graves. And 
he played this uh, Sterling James Keenan was his gimmick, and it was awesome then. But he looked too much like CM Punk. They used to think so. He never got something, never got hired. Um, long story short, though, we would go, we would stay up to like three, four a.m. watching WWE DVD after DVD after DVD after DVD. Um, he he had everything you could think of as far as tape goes, videotape and DVDs. He had everything, and he just ate, sleep, and drank it. And there's no question when I listen to his commentary, I'm like, of course he's good at this because you know his influences are so strong, you know. Yeah, yeah you, you can't go wrong with Bobby Heenan and Jesse Ventura as your influences. Those were, those, were, so those were the goats. And, and, and JR and Jerry Lawler back, back sure. in the day. Yeah. So with Brady Knight, that was a surprise. Um, Raj, we were talking before the show, so you think that's what got the AJ spot of taking a top guy from SmackDown? Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, it would have killed SmackDown. Well, I mean, it depends on who they traded back. But to get rid of, I mean, to dr- move AJ and Bray, you know, two guys at that level, along with Ambrose, I think would have been a bit much. So it, it does seem like Bray got that that AJ style, style spot, which I think is great because I, I don't think AJ would have done as well on Raw as, you know, and, and had the opportunities on Raw that he has on SmackDown, especially when you got the Braun Strowmans and the Brock Lesnar's yeah. uh, on there. Well, that's going to be the same problem the Demon's going to face, isn't it? And Seth? Yes, exactly. Oh, okay. Well, it's weird because the WWE, I mean, the universal champion, Brock's not supposed to show up for what, like three months now? I mean, it's going to be a while until we see that championship defended. Well, so then that's a good thing in this case for that, yeah. for this scenario of them being diminutive by comparison. All right. So, yeah. We'll see. To show everybody that every week and remind them. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, so we'll have Dean uh, with the IC belt and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what else develops there. But, you know, Matt, I thought your point was really good about putting Bray versus Finn because that's been the problem with Bray is how do you have a supernatural character versus, you know, when they tried to do it versus Dean and everyone's just like, oh, you know, what was Dean's crap? It was like, I'm crazy, man, but you're nuts, you know, like trying to do it like that. But with Finn, I like that they're both coming from two different takes on the same sort of supernatural influence. And I think that'll be very interesting. It could be, honestly, it could be something that finally explains not the crap before they try to explain why he's the demon, okay? Because yeah. that didn't take. We all agree <laughs> on that. Irish folktale, fairy tale time. We we all agree that didn't take with the fans. <laughs> they, we just think it's a badass entrance. And we want to see him do it. That's all we care about. But if there's an actual like story for what that switch is, that's a little bit deeper and darker. That's freaking cool. And if you could do it without maggots and maggots on the ring, you know, I thought be, that was awesome. Why did you not like that? <laughs> you know what? I thought the effect was, it wasn't so much the effect. It was just that whole match and that whole storyline. I just thought the whole, okay. You know, you, I got one for you. AJ versus Randy Orton. Mark my words. will have a match of the year candidate match this year. I All right. See we'll it. see. We'll see. They had a match on SmackDown and it wasn't that good. When? You didn't see that? That was like a, a month ago. Remember? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. For the, the, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I mean on pay-per-view with the time. Yeah. Yeah. We'll I think see. it's possible. You know, with Finn, the best demon promo they did was that original NXT one with the white room and him in the yes. suit talking about tapping in the heartbeats and then it morphed or whatever it did, it, like with the black mist. Like, that was awesome. That was so mm-hmm. well produced. But yeah, what you were talking about, like Irish folk and fairy tales, like that they tried to do last summer, that was weird, man. That was like Stonehenge from Spinal Tap. Like it was very strange. 
very hokey. So yeah, I think uh, good production with this. It could go in the right direction. Um, so in a moment, we're going to talk about Sami Zayn versus The Miz. Going to talk about uh, Gals and Anderson teaming up with the Shining Stars, and of course, <laughs> talk about. Um, Hard to say with even a straight face. Kevin Owens versus Dean Ambrose, plus a lot more. But first, I want to take a quick moment thank the sponsor of this episode, DDPY. Specifically, their awesome Max Pack, used by the likes of Chris Jericho, AJ Styles, Mick Foley, and tons of other WWE stars who swear by DDPY. And for a limited time, you can get the DDPY DVDs for 25% off, plus three months of full access to the DDP Yoga Now app. Or if digital only, you can just get 25% uh, off the DDP Yoga Now app for uh, using our promo code, which is at ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc. They also have a deal. You can buy a max or combo pack at 25% off and get 50% off the second one. You've heard us talk about it. You've heard us talk about all the great work that Diamond Dallas Page has done with DDP Yoga, getting people to take control of their health, take control of their life, turn their lives around, lose weight, improve flexibility, and improve their health. You've seen it if you watch the Jake the Snake or Scott Hall documentaries. You know it. You saw it in his Hall of Fame induction. It's the real deal. He's like, uh, he what was he describing himself? Like he's, you know, like uh, the the next generation of like Richard Simmons helping everyone out there take control of their health and their lives and get in better shape with DDPY. So head on over to ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc. Take advantage of our offer. Again, congrats to Dallas on his induction to the Hall of Fame. And we appreciate greatly them sponsoring the show. That's ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc. Um, so let's talk about Sami Zayn versus The Miz. What did you think of this match, uh, Matt? So they did I this at Survivor it. Series last year. I mean, do you think this was better or same level? Uh, same level. I like it. I like any Sami Zayn match. That the ending to this, that uh, what he did at the skull crushing finale, doing that roll up reversal, I thought was just proved again. Like he's capable of, of doing these moments that a lot of other guys aren't. I think I don't know if anyone has taken themselves from a, a lower level to a higher level than the Miz over the past year. And mm -hmm. to have him just lose on his first yeah. night just made no sense to me. I, Someone was uh, saying online he hasn't won a match me. in 2017 yet. Are you kidding? I believe it because they mistreat the crap out of this kid. Is that right? Yeah, I get, yeah, I can't even think of the last time he won a match. It's because he doesn't always wrestle. Them, yeah, that's true. He always. usually does Miz TV and – yeah, and, and I'm sorry. You're right. That's a good point. I think everyone has, has said it to themselves, whether they want to admit it or not, that they're Miz fans or not. We all are Miz fans, and, and we. Uh, it's obvious. He's taken. He's another example of somebody who takes such crap and turns it turns it into something. You give him anything, and he turns it into something. Can you imagine what they would what he could do if they actually gave him something, right. like something big? Come on. Yeah, absolutely. But that's the thing. I think what he does is so transcendent. I think he puts on good matches, but I think it doesn't matter if he wins or loses. You know, it's, it's about the promo and the build. You want to know what this reminds me of, actually? Mm. A, a little bit past the point, but Chris Jericho, when he was in WCW, mm. not the same, but but where he was given crap and he was desperately trying to turn it, in, turn it into something. You know what I mean? With his promos and whatever he can get with his TV time, he'd maximize with stuff that they didn't want him to, you know, he would turn it into something good. Um, it reminds me of that a little bit, but but Miz is, is on a much bigger level because it's WWE, right? And um, again, they just like Miz TV and treat him like an announcer, a talk show host. And even before that, it was like he's this C-rated uh, uh, DVD actor and everyone jabrones him, says he can't work and da-da-da-da. I'm sorry, he can work. 
You know what? Uh, I think it's. I think they do have faith in him, though. I mean, as someone who watches a lot of the WWE movies, he's the only one they keep coming back to again and again. He's reliable, but like I'm yeah. talking, they do. Oh, they love him as far as that. All that goes. But I'm saying, as far as in the ring goes, mm-hmm. they keep mistreating him. Yeah. He's a sports man on Raw. There's no excuse for that. I should have just stopped at that. There's like Raj did. There's no excuse for it. And you know, so you know, you were mentioning him not winning a match. He's only had one singles match before tonight this year on TV. Holy crap! Isn't that weird? That's. I don't um, know if that's good. We don't know that. Yeah, I just never really noticed. Well, because he feels like such a presence. I mean, look in the build up to Mania. They built up him and Cena more than any other anything else on the card, except for Goldberg Lesnar. Mm. I mean, that had the best build up in 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 a lot of ways, just because of how great. You know, Miz and Cena were on the mic and Maurice, you know, too. But yeah, I mean, Miz has been a lot of like battle royals and stuff like the fo- fatal four way elimination chamber and matches like that. But as far as singles matches, he's hardly had any this year. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. But I think, you know, just when you have someone that's upper level coming in on the first night, give him a win, give him a little steam. That's obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think this is the exception. I, I mean, not just because I like Sami Zayn, but I think I could see Sami Zayn, even though he won tonight, going to SmackDown tomorrow. I feel like they. I, I do too, them. sadly. I can't, and I think that's the stupidest booking decision ever. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which will be funny, him and Kevin on the same show again. Um, but yeah. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Maybe that's why he doesn't go then. Yeah, yeah maybe. I, I don't think he's. I hear they want to keep him apart. But yeah. so so much they said that, and then they drafted them both to Raw, and then they no, they fall now. back on that match whenever they yeah, need yeah. it. You know, they have that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. So who knows? But I yeah, mean, with maybe. SmackDown, if it's uh, if they have room to breathe and really develop themselves more and tell better stories, I'm, I'm all for it. And that's what SmackDown I think allows. That's why SmackDown has been so great because they're not trying to jam pack the super show with everything into it. You know, they do fewer segments. It's a shorter show and they have talking smack, which is the big ace in the hole. As far as I'm concerned, what's, how is the Miz going to be without that as a oh, platform? Going forward? He can still do it on the raw show. Yeah. That's, that's true. The benefit of three it, hours. Right? It's a lot more scripted on raw though. Like no, he has there's a post raw show. Isn't there? No, uh, only after just, some only, yeah, pay-per-views that do that. Oh man. Oh yeah. man. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really tie in his hands. I agree. Um, so after that, okay, so we had uh, Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman. Uh, Roman Reigns doing an interview with Michael Cole backstage, interrupted mm-hmm. by Braun, and we made the joke. I can't remember, Matt, if you mentioned it a couple weeks ago or Raj, but the family guy, Peter and the Chicken, and, man, we got the Monday Night Raw <laughs> version of that tonight. Just the fight that wouldn't end. Um, so, yeah, was, I don't know. I thought it was great. I, for me, for a Roman Reigns segment, I mean, I was like, this, this was fantastic. I was delighted by this. Why were you delighted? Because you don't like Roman Reigns? No, not because I don't like Roman, because they, they did something I didn't expect. Normally, Roman comes oh, okay. out, he cuts his promo, not a good guy, not a bad guy, the guy. I'm the big dog. This is my yard now, yada, yada, yada. And it's just like trying to put him over. But instead, we got to see, I, I, I think that he still came across as he was he was taking it, right? I mean, he didn't have his moment of strength. It didn't turn at the end. They actually did something with Roman that let him look weakened. So when he comes back, it'll mean something, as opposed to every Roman segment ending what with him it? being triumphant. That's something in the past why I wish they would have done a better job with him. It would have helped him more. And the number one, the very number one quality of baby, a good baby face has to be able to get from the fans is empathy. Mm-hmm. It's why Jeff Hardy, uh, Ricky Morton, um, uh, and right now and in the future, our boy uh, Sami Zayn 
are always going to have that innate connection with the fans because they are they have this ability to draw people in with empathy for them on the cell. And it would have served Roman very well um, if they had him, you know, like the stuff with Brock. I don't know how the hell that backfired. Like that was the perfect example, actually, of, oh, my God, we should feel sorry for him. He's getting his ass handed to him by Brock at WrestleMania. Yeah. And these fans, I don't know what the hell's wrong with them. Like, you know, but that should have done it, actually. So I t- I'm eating my words because they did try that with him. Well, it's you been know? a while. But tonight was good because it's another step in that direction to give him mm-hmm. some, some some sympathy on him. And the babyface needs some sympathy. Or are they turning Braun to super babyface? Maybe. They're, they're like chanting, thank you, Braun, all night after that. They keep doing it. Whenever they put him in, they, they, they chanted Braun versus Brock, too, remember? Man. <laughs> Tonight, though, I mean, this with Braun, this did more for me than every squash match Braun has had to oh date. Take an ambulance. Do we need to yeah, keep Yeah, it was freaking awesome. It was so good. Why? I mean, yeah. See, so I thought, I mean, I told you guys what I thought. I thought it was, I thought, like, I was very entertained by the segment. I thought it was great until that ambulance spot, and then it just lost all credibility. Okay. Time out. If this was the Attitude Era, yes, right? and, and I, I have a perfect example for you. Go by. Yeah, we'd all be like, "Remember that moment when Big Show tipped the Bigfoot and blah 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 blah." Oh my God, that was awesome. No one said I, that. I, that. You know, that drove me crazy. When you remember when the uh, Hulk Hogan came back and him and The Rock did that segment, and yeah. and they had that awesome segment in the ring, and then they killed it because they put The Rock in the ambulance and they hit him with a, a semi, and then The Rock's on TV next week. It just took all the reality out of it. Just killed. Uh, it killed the intensity of it. And that Braun Strowman uh, beatdown of Roman was so realistic up until that point. It was so violent. And then it made it cartoonish by doing that spot at the end. I can't, when you put it that way, I can't say I disagree. Okay. <laughs> Seriously. Um, but here's the thing. No one's going to remember that beatdown. No one's going to remember him bailing Reigns over the thing into the table. They're not going to remember that. They'll remember how he got manhandled, but they're not going to remember the moves and exactly what happened. They will take away from this the ambulance. Yes, yeah. that's, that's a good point. I would have liked it to gone on even further. I was just bracing for it when he moved ambulances. I was like, Braun's going to be driving it. We're going to get some other. Or thing lights at the it end. on fire and blows yeah. it up. <laughs> Go all the way. <laughs> but it was great, and that's why you know I tweeted this. It felt like they brought some of SmackDown's creativity over to Raw tonight in doing that. Um, SmackDown was, hasn't been all that creative in a while, though. People are giving SmackDown all this credit look, outside of the Miz stuff. The Miz, outside that's outside why. of the Miz yeah. stuff, yeah. But that's the thing. I mean, the top three things this year, in my opinion, um, the Total Bellas, uh, Festival <laughs> of Friendship, Festival of Friendship with oh, Jericho yeah. and KO, yeah, and this yeah. tonight. Those are the top three segments we've had. What was tonight? Uh, no, with Braun and uh, with Braun and Reigns. That's really? my top three of most memorable. Like when I just think oh, of this year, I was like, yeah, of this year, of this year, not of all time. Of what about Brock getting beat by Goldberg, like in seconds? That was good. That was, that was last year, too. Yeah, well, the, yeah, when Shut it up, first Brian. happened. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but those, those moments, Matt, that's what you're talking about. Okay, so match, look, matches are one thing, right? And we know, you know, what people do in the ring. It's it's almost a separate entity from it. But when they do these segments and they produce them, a lot of times they they misfire. A lot of times they're horrible or they're no, just bad. I, or they go on to it. I do. I do. Yeah. I'm just, I, I, maybe you're right. I don't know. I just think there's got to be something we're missing well obviously yeah. not because we'd be saying it <laughs> when they show the highlight reel of 2017 and look back on this era i think that uh those three segments will be included in that reel. Yeah, I, I agree with that you know uh but i not thought it was- shane mcmahon missing a shooting star press <laughs> how impressive was that by that way? was cool I yeah. to talk about that that was cool 
Oh, uh, you know, I was thinking about that tonight. Did you guys have that thought? I just about Shane hitting that that coast to coast, and then um, Xavier tonight, like landing on his feet and trying to sell the elbow, like the jump, the balance. Oh, his 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 hip did hit the mat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's the problem with throwing his style of elbow versus like an HBK elbow. Is that yeah, yeah you're hung out to dry a little bit if you go out too far. They tried to cut around it, um, but they made it work uh, the best they could. Um, Okay, so after that, you know, it was weird that the Rays the live show, Glenn. How did they cut around it? No, no, they like put. You could see them as soon as his feet hit. Like they mm-hmm. cut the camera to try and get a different angle, because they could tell he wasn't going to make it. Body contact with everything. Watch them yeah. kicks, punches, clotheslines. Yeah. Watch. They're so good at that. Jesus, they're good at that. Yeah. Um, love that Reigns was getting you deserve it chance after being beat up. It was like, man, okay, the crowd <laughs> came the crowd came alive into their own. They were dead most of the night. This woke the crowd up. Um, but it's so it's all about what they do with Reigns from here. Just the fact that Reigns was not back at the end of the show made me hopeful, you know. Hang on, they chanted you deserve it when he was getting beat up. <laughs> he was being loaded on the stretcher. Yeah, that was pretty good. I'm, I'm wondering if this leads to an ambulance match or a stretcher match. That's usually what oh, please. an angle like that leads to. So I'm guessing that's what we'll get at payback. I hope they don't have Roman Reigns back next week after doing something like that. Um, they did that with The Rock and Hogan. Rock was back in a week. But uh, I hope they give him a couple weeks to sell it, how serious it is. But I'm sure they'll bring him back next week. Uh, so following that, Doing a uh, you know tough tough spot to follow. Gallows and Anderson teaming with Primo and Epico, the Shining Stars, going up against uh, Cesaro, Sheamus, and the Hardys. They're going to turn the Hardys into the Dudleys quick if they keep putting them in matches like this. You know where you bring these stars back and they get that big nostalgia pop and people love them, but you just keep putting them with guys that aren't on their level and then eventually they get brought down to that level. It's what happened with American Alpha. They were hot when they came to SmackDown. They kept being put in those eight man tags with the Ascension and Bob Billens and everyone else. And you see where they are now. I don't think that the Hardys would fall that low, but if the perception is at that level and they stay there, um, you know, we've seen how it ends. Now, you know, they were brought back though to help the young guys as well. Yeah, but I feel like this one is a little different because they... It's different than 3D for sure. You're right. It is. Yeah, because they they have their main event quality guys right now. Like you could, Jeff could still be feuding with AJ Styles and that would be, you know, like a dream feud. So they have that, uh, they have that marquee value. They do. You can't argue that. Hell no, they definitely do. And there's, and I think they need to drop the Hardy boys gimmick almost, you know, with the Z and coming out to that music. It just seems, uh, I don't know, but they seem too old for that. You with know that music that that's the pop, man. That's the pop. With I don't, to me, they're not old. Uh, Jeff doesn't look old at all to me. No, he does. You're you're right. He doesn't. Matt Matt kind of does w- when he has the half broken gimmick with uh, yeah. It's it's but I just think they they could be doing so much. To me, I mean, they're, to me that's Jeff's they're just music. Back. That's yeah. Jeff's music to me. Yeah. To me, it's just about what story are they going to tell with them, you know? And then I think the reason why they're so hot coming into this is that on Impact, they were telling a story. They're telling a story that people got really invested in and people loved, you know, in addition to what they're doing in the ring. And so far, yeah, they're just, they're booking them as nostalgia. So what story are they going to tell with them? Maybe we'll start to see next week, but we know a payback, we're going to have them for the titles against Cesaro and Sheamus. Yeah. 
I, I personally like to see, and it's not going to happen now because it's too soon, but see them get split up on different brands and both be single stars because I think they both oh, got they, big runs in them. Yep. That would do the company a lot more. It would. You have two main event stars right away. Yeah. Singles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was interesting they were teaming with uh, Sheamus and Cesaro since that's who they're going against. But and they, sh- they showed uh, the drifter yeah, at the oh, beginning of those two, right? Oh, I'm glad you so, said that. Oh, phew. So I guess that means Andrade Cien Almas is going to be on SmackDown. Good for him, man. Yeah. yeah. See what happens there. Um, after that, had Emma and Dana Brooke backstage uh, setting up what was to come with Bailey. So, yeah, I mean, with uh, Emma and Dana, so Roger was saying earlier, you see them getting into a feud based on this build tonight. But then Bailey came out with Sasha. This was kind of weird. I mean, they've been teasing a Sasha heel turn. It seemed like it was so obviously going to happen tonight. And then right when Sasha was getting into it, not going full heel, she kind of did it in a very polite way, uh, got interrupted by Alexa, then interrupted by Mickey James, and then interrupted by Nia Jax. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Matt, I mean, what do you think about this shakeup to the women's division on it, because it puts Nia Jax in the driver's seat, I, 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 I'm sorry. I just don't. I think the girls, especially Sasha, does Sasha stand on Raw? Correct. As far as no tomorrow. Yeah, they're not going to put her and Charlotte in the same show again. Um, Sasha rumor was with Sasha. I would like to see her get her chance. I really would be her be the it girl. I don't yeah, know why they seem like she, turn. Does seem like she'll be kind of, you know, drowned out a little bit by Charlotte. Yeah, she she would be, and yeah. this this makes her the you know the, the choice by she almost has to be, um, because she's the all around package between all the rest of those girls. No, and Mickey is too, but um, you know, you can see what they're obviously doing with Mickey and how they're using her. You know, they're not using her to make her a champion, and if they do, it's to help somebody else get over. Mm. Right. Yeah, no, I, th- I thought the Sasha heel turn was coming tonight. I think Bailey versus Sasha would be money uh, in Bailey's yeah. hometown in three weeks. But then when I saw Alexa and uh, Mickey there, it was like, we're going to have another fatal four-way match or some crap like that for the women's title, you know, as opposed and, to telling real stories. And it would be I'm, really good. I'm sure it would. Um, but, yeah, I just want to see more storytelling as opposed to let's just toss them all in a match and see what happens, you know? So hard to know. do when you're making these, you know, these – these shakeup moves as well. That's part, yeah. of, that's part of the show's story. You know what I mean? So they're eating up time with that. It, it seemed Although, to me, it looked like they were building up uh, Naya and Bailey in a singles match. And they were having, you know, Naya kind of crush everyone. So we've seen that. And so there's something times. to be said why she didn't crush what's her name at the end. Yeah. Oh. So, I mean, I think that's just keeping Alexa as a heel. And, uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, that, that, that's how I kind of interpreted where they were going and, but looking and it, at alexa and naya man like the size difference between alexa and naya i mean that i don't know i would think there's huge potential just in that match for that alone i met her when she was a fan she she literally comes up to my hip <laughs> alexa yeah she she's is. like five two right or something if like that. that yeah if that she yeah. is so sure so it yeah. says a lot about her <laughs> Yeah, I thought she was great on the mic tonight. That's what it kind of felt like with her coming out of SmackDown. Like she graduated a little bit. They were like, okay, now we're going to put you on the A show. Um, She's earned it. Yeah. She's one of the best parts of the women's division on SmackDown, I thought. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, and again, on Talking Smack, she's been fantastic. Uh, somebody tweeted out a graphic of it that now we're not going to get those backstage moments of uh, her and Daniel Bryan, Daniel in his like, cardigan button-down sweater looking like a father talking to his teenage daughter. I think their uh, comedic interplay has been great, so I'm certainly going to miss that on SmackDown and Talking Smack. But it's all, it all depends on what they book, uh, book with it and do from here, where the storylines go. But we've got potential. But yeah, I think if Sasha gets moved over to SmackDown, she'll definitely get lost in the shuffle of Charlotte's going there as well. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So, man, they replayed, and that's the thing tonight. They replayed that backstage segment with the ambulance. Did not mind those replays tonight. I think they, they got their mileage out of that. Uh, it was great. And I got to say, I was wrong. She's five feet even, Alexa yeah, Bliss, not five foot two. Yeah. yeah. She's crazy. You're speaking of Nia. Did you see that Nia tweeted that selfie, that mirror selfie um, this week of her in a bathing suit? And again, man, her costume mm -hmm. is not doing her any favors. Like, Nia. Yeah. Looks looked better there, uh, there size-wise, more muscular and athletic than she does yeah. with those weird side flaps on her. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it either, man. Yeah, it's very strange. Very strange that uh, they're dressing her like that. So it's not doing her any favors. Um, so the main event of the night: Kevin Owens versus Dean Ambrose, champion versus champion, the IC champ versus the US champ. So yeah, Matt, we've seen these guys go before, right? I feel a pre-brand split. They had some matches against each other tonight as a main event. How did it feel to you? It didn't feel main eventish to me, and I hate that because I'm a big KO fan. I yeah. just don't like what they've done with him. They made they made Kevin feel less important. Yeah, I see. Yeah, that. for definitely, especially you look at where he was uh, earlier this year for sure. Um, <laughs> He's he's definitely almost back to where he was before he became Universal Champion. You know, and I hate that. I hate that. I hate that. I hate that because there's no excuse for that. That's not on him. You yeah. know, he he improved that entire time. He let's be honest. When he first won that title, even though we're fan, you know, we're fans of his and we like his work, I'm sure we were all kind of surprised. Oh, yeah. You know, but to see what he turned that into, you know what I mean? He did his thing, man. He needs he someone to play off. You know, it was no, I don't think so. I thought I felt like that brought him. I felt yeah. like that brought him down. Like he never yeah. reached the main event feel because he he felt like that comedy figure with Jericho turn, too much. And when he turned on Jericho, that's when I felt like he finally started feeling like he could be in the main event. And the only reason you're saying that is because that's what happened. Right. Because he ended up playing off somebody. We don't know that. But he could play off someone. It doesn't have to be someone he's paired with. Even with him and Sammy, the reason why they go back to that is because they have a natural chemistry. KO knows how to talk trash to him and make it entertaining. It's like something with Dean. Just, you know, you're the champ. I'm the champ. You're the best. I'm the best. It was just kind of like. They tried something different with that promo tonight. There's no question about it. His cadence was different. Everything about yeah. it was different. I think uh, there just needs to be that chemistry. And chemistry is not just someone you're friends with. It's someone you're uh, your opponent, right? I mean, Matt, the best guys you ever wrestled, you had a chemistry with them in the ring and how you related to each other. Yeah, yeah that's one thing. But if you mean like he needs a sidekick. Uh, no, again, no, I'm not saying yeah. he needs a sidekick, but he's someone to play off of. You well, know what I mean? Do. Yeah, that's what everyone. Yeah, that's I, I think every, everyone in a feud needs that. Yeah, and I just feel like they, they they don't invest him in a lot of his matches. You know, when they had him going up against just different people every week, I don't think he has the chance to really develop that. It felt it feels like it's paint by numbers when he just goes out there and, you know, spouts some shtick. Um, but so the Jericho interruption at the end, you know, Jeremo, Jericho came in, uh, you know, got a shot on Kevin at the end there. But were you surprised by that, Matt? Were you thinking it was going to be AJ Styles or some other swerve at the end? Oh, no. I didn't think it was gonna be. I, I I was sadly thinking that's how they were going off raw with my boy losing, um, yeah. but uh, 
the, the pop that Jericho received, that, that's where I started thinking like maybe this was an older crowd. But yeah, because yeah. I don't really think they even popped hard enough for the Hardys because they're panning to the crowd. The crowd like they were kind of loud, but they weren't going bananas for them. That's, to pan. I thought yeah. I thought uh, Finn Balor got a very quiet pop. Like he. Yeah. Uh, Oh, during the match, you know, he was getting he was getting very limited reaction at all. Like, did you hear it during the match? During yeah. the match? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That audience tonight. I don't I don't know, you know, aside from the backstage segment, I just I just don't know what they came there to see. You Me know? Either, bro. Yeah. Well, really they high. did pop for most of the uh the roster changes, you know. Yeah. Like when the music would hit, they would pop, but and kind of ended there. So all in all, it I don't know. I thought there were a lot of surprises. I thought it was a good raw. Uh, definitely fresher than a lot of the ones that we've had. And I think that's what made it good, was just the surprise element. I don't know that this was a textbook example of what makes a good Raw, but there were a lot of surprises and a lot of things that I didn't see coming, which made it good. So, so Matt, after going through it in detail like this, do you still sort of stand by? You were just kind of, eh? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a, a good... I'm going to give it a C- minus because it was supposed to be a superstar shakeup. Yeah, and I didn't see any superstars shook up. I saw <laughs> like one or two. <laughs> I will. I will have to disagree this week. I, I'm gonna, actually going to give it a B. Should we call it mid card shakeup? Jobber <laughs> shakeup. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was a solid B. You had yeah. ten people move over, over. I think Bray Wyatt, Miz, and 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 Dean Ambrose are somebody, and Alexa Bliss. Um, so the 10 people that moved over, we had Apollo Crews, The Miz, Maurice, Dean Ambrose, Kurt Hawkins, Bray Wyatt, Kalisto. Um, oh, yeah. I guess it's 11 with Heath Slater and Rhino, and then Alexa Bliss and Mickey James. Um, but we'll have to see if any – I don't see any of these guys uh, being higher on the card than they were on SmackDown, except for maybe Ambrose if he's putting the right, the right storyline. It's all about what they do tomorrow night. I think that's going to be contingent on where this Am- all goes. Ambrose doesn't feel fresh to me on Raw. Mm. I think, yeah, he needs a heel turn or something because he's kind of been doing the same shtick for a while. And I'm very impressed, by the way, he can do what he does athletically in jeans. I, I, let me tell you something. When I made my um, my triumphantly my triumphant return to Impact, thanks thanks for talking about it, by the way, guys. Um, Wait, that was next. That's next on the agenda. I was going to wear dress pants when I made my run in. That's what I was wearing, and like a, a dress shirt, and I ended up wearing my Jordan pants instead because I knew I was gonna be hitting the carbon footprint. If I do the carbon footprint, I'm gonna split them. So I'm watching what's his name tonight. I'm going, how the hell is he doing all this? And freaking like nut hugger Lee, you know, Wranglers there, whatever the hell he's wearing. It's a special uh, he, brand of jeans, though. Yeah, he said it's it like special yeah. stretch like material. Uh, okay, they're yeah. like sports jeans. Because that's really impressive. I was like, holy, how's he doing this crap? Yeah. Yeah, I have these pair of like these Tommy Bahama jeans that are just so they feel like they feel like sweats. They're so comfortable. Hmm. So it, it's funny that some of the material for those jeans, uh, it, it can make a big difference. But uh, now that we're done with Raw, let's get to that. Your return to Impact Wrestling this past Thursday main event right off the bat. Three year absence. Yeah, it's great, so what, man. What was that like being uh, in in the main event of the show after after that long of an absence? You nervous, definitely nervous, but um, really just more anxious than anything else. Just that feeling that you always hear wrestlers talk about. Oh, I wish I could take that uh, that feeling that high that you get from being in the ring and getting a reaction from a crowd and bottle it up. It's really a true thing. It's a real thing. 
you know, and uh, you're going away from three years. It, it's, it's a whole. Di- it sounds completely different now than it did three years ago. You know, before you do recognize the fans, but you don't. You're still dialed into what you're doing in the ring as well. You're dialed into both. But when they were going bananas, I was just like, I couldn't help but just 100% be dialed in on them. You know, and uh, it, it was it was cool, man. Very very cool experience, and uh, really cool to be able to have my family there. You know. Yeah. That's cool. And I, I hope they don't get rid of Josh Matthews because I feel like he's coming in he's coming into his own as a heel too. I feel like he could do some cool stuff. Uh, yeah, uh, maybe maybe not on the announce, you know, as an announcer, but I don't know if as a manager or something. Some character on the show, I think I think he'd be uh he's really entertaining. He is. Um, the other big story uh this week was Mauro Ranallo uh leaving WWE. Uh all this stuff uh you know, the stuff with JBL. So it started over. Uh, it's not clear if apparently there had been stuff going on behind the scenes for a while. And hmm. then between JBL and Morrow. No, no, no. I, I don't I don't know if it was anything big, but just like, you know, tensions okay. like, you know, just JBL probably ribbing him off screen, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um Finally, Morrow tweeted out something, caused JBL to lose his mind. Uh, he went on a rant about it. I don't know if anything else happened beyond that, um, but pretty much after that, that was a, we didn't see Morrow again. Uh, he has a history of mental depression. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that's, that's it. And he said he's going back to boxing. JBL, now all these stories from stuff in the past are coming out, stuff that people have known um lots right. of people talking about him being a bully backstage different things he's done with younger talent uh you know stuff with edge in the shower that edge wrote about in his book mm-hmm. uh, stuff with the hardies where he he wanted them to drink and drive and throw bottles at stop signs and they didn't do it um stuff justin roberts he, he left his passport you know wa- wanted someone to steal his passport they did um Matt, were you the, JBL was there when you were there, right? Uh, it was the yeah, same brand. Absolutely. It was I on had, SmackDown. Yeah, I, I had two JBLs though. I had JBL that came to OVW when I was still on the way up, and he was working on. He was coming back from being injured. He was about to go back to APA with his haircut and dyed finally to this new color. At the time, he didn't have long black hair anymore, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, he was working off ring rust, and he picked to get in the ring with me with zero experience, and uh, like two months experience at the time. And he led me through a very my very first plausible match, you know that would be a passable match, considering how horrible I was. And uh, I'll never forget that. And he was very cool to me. He he always gave me praises to the office. He told Tom Pritchard always good things about me, and he was cool as hell. Um, we'd go out and stuff. He'd come out with with the OVW guys. We'd go out. He'd come out with us. One of the guys at a barbecue. He'd come. He was coolish as hell. Him and Billy Gunn too, and. I don't know. Once I got called up, man, he, he was he, he was different. He um he tried to screw me a little bit, but it, it wasn't nothing like this, like what we're hearing here. Um, you know, I always looked at it this way. And maybe I shouldn't because maybe it's a dated reference, but like I played football and basketball and you do get ribbed. It's a rite of passage. I'm not saying it should happen, especially in twenty seventeen, but like we're talking back in the day, like our guys would get friggin' taped naked to the goalpost and it was funny and it wasn't a big deal you know and it happened to me you know and i didn't get all upset about it and, and want to jump off a bridge over it you know but everybody reacts to things differently 
and I know why you can't do those things today, I, re I also see the other side of it, that rite of passage, because the rite of passage is, I, it took me forever to get here. I'm speaking, I'm, I'm just paraphrasing and speaking on behalf of older guys, that, older veterans of the business. It took me forever to get here, right? And you're just going to slide on in here and do this. You're going to at least, we're going to make it a little bit more difficult for you to see if you're, you have staying power. You know, we, we weed out the weak and the strong ones last. Does that mean, does that make you strong because you can get your passport stolen and, 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 and just keep taking it? No, it doesn't. What makes you strong is to walk up to him and break his friggin' jaw. Um, and that, that's why that, that stuff never happened to me. John would mess around and make jokes about me and, and stuff like that, say stuff to me to try to round me up. But um, it was one of those things where if I went up and broke his face open, I knew I'd be fired. Um, but it never got that bad, you know, and I always saw it as a rite of passage type of thing, like a captain on the football team just screwing with the freshmen. And as far as my, my relationship when I got called up, and nothing that I couldn't handle. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I do think it's For a little me, different. That's my experience. Right. And I do think it's a little different when it's a wrestler uh, oh messing around with other wrestlers. wrestlers. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, you know, the stuff with uh, Justin Roberts. And I do think it's different, you know, taping somebody up to a goalpost as opposed to losing their passport and they can't get back home. <laughs> you know? I'm a horrible person. Yeah. And, and then some of the other stories that, you know, it was clear that, uh, you know, Joey Styles actually punched him, you know, yep. like, and that killed a lot of JBL's heat the minute that happened, by the way. Yeah. Did you ever see anything that you, that you felt like crossed a line or did it mostly feel like just uh backstage ribbing? Like, was it stuff you saw other people do too, or was it more it was stuff other people did, but John, John's very loud. You know, very loud. So I, I think a lot of you know, some stuff he would do, sure, that I, you know, I'd be like, oh, that sucks, you know. But it's one of those deals, like you're in jail. It's like, hey, I'm just happy it ain't me. Kind of deal. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that that is that was the 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 the, the not the thinking, but the the way I thought of it when I was up there. You know, uh, it didn't make it unmanageable to work there. That's for sure. Because if I ever came to that, like I said, if I ever got something where I couldn't take it. You just get to the point where you just walk up and break the guy's face open, you know, and shatter the orbital socket yeah. and get it over with. And, and if they don't, res they'll respect you then, you know. But in the meantime, it was nothing I ever thought like, uh, like I couldn't handle because I knew the other guy that worked with me in OVW. You see what I'm saying? So I had a different relationship with him. But I saw him do it with some other people, sure. Do you think WWE should do uh, should take any action with something like this? Just because they are so tied in with the BSR campaign, they are very anti-bullying. That's uh, the message that they preach, yeah. and, and this is a very public, uh, very public response to uh, something that there's been stories about for for decades. I don't know what he's done tomorrow. Like I don't know. I don't. I, I might be not read the the news on it. I mean, am I missing? Did he do something directly to him? Did he? Did he pants him on TV? Did he do something? Did he wedgie him? Did he do something physical? It's not, yeah, it's not clear if there anything else other than what he said in public is just. What did, uh, what did he say? Just he was he was ripping on him on uh, that show. Uh, what's that? Bring it to the oh, table. Bring it to the table. And uh, you know, kind of just just you know, ripping on him. And uh, gosh, I forget exactly what he said, but you know, saying how he. 
he just retweets like crazy and, and getting on him for tweeting the poll results and, and results and, and, and getting on his case, you know, knowing that this guy, the guy has a history with mental illness. Now, beyond that, there were, it was said that there was, you know, tensions has been building before that. So obviously something else had happened before, but um, it's not known if there's anything else, you know, that's on the record beyond that. I think there's two things. One, do we need people need to know that JBL know this guy has, you know, this uh, illness. That's number one. Um, you know, you, then the argument can be no, you don't treat anybody like that, right? But mm-hmm. that is what that show is, and that is John's personality. John's a funny dude, and he does clown people. But you could give it right back to him too. Um, I mean, that was my experience with him. I, I, I that's honest. I, I, I had some run-ins with him early on, but it wasn't nothing. Like I said, I couldn't personally handle. I've seen others have bigger run-ins that where they couldn't handle it, and it did mess up their careers as far as their confidence went and things like that. And unfortunately, that was deemed you not being strong enough to last, mm-hmm. which I think is ridiculous because you lose out on all these good talents because of some 1962 thinking. You know, so I, I see, like I say, I see both sides of this. I definitely do. But in 2017, you have to be extra extra airtight and squeaky clean unfortunately you know what i mean yeah so i mean i don't know i i i like john as a friend so i definitely don't ever want to see anything bad happen to him or his job so you'll never hear me say that yeah all right um i think that's about it glenn do you have any other no else to discuss first what's happened with the jbl stuff i mean it seems like there's the only thing I can think of a reference is what happened with Bill DeMott a couple of years ago because it just snowballed to a point that they felt, you know, something had to be done and then he resigned. So I don't know. Bill DeMott was putting jelly, letting dudes put jelly donuts in their hand, in their butts. Yeah, but, but didn't, didn't JBL fondle Edge in the shower and, and a couple other people like that? But that's too. not what's on the table here. What's on the table yeah. is the stuff with Mauro Mar- Ranallo, I thought. Yeah. Right, but I think with the the Morrow stuff triggered this, but now all this past stuff is is being brought up, you know, into oh. the public and into the mainstream media. And if if it wasn't, oh, if, well. and and that's the that's the you know catch twenty two with WWE getting all this extra media attention yeah. by being tied in with S you know Sports Illustrated and ESPN and them having these pro wrestling verticals and stuff, is that yeah. well they're covering it more now and they would look like uh, jokes and ESPN actually hasn't touched it yet so yeah they probably will end up looking like a joke but a lot of these other outlets are are covering it. Hmm. Yeah, that's, but that's, that's sad about Morrow, though. I thought he was a great announcer for that damn team. He was awesome. I mean, they got a Morrow and Corey, I think, would just be a, a dream oh, team over lights there. Out, lights out team. Hell yeah. Yeah. And we'll see. There could, I mean, there's likely to be some uh, announcer moves, too, with uh, this the shakeup. So, you know, now uh, if, if we would have seen it. Morrow's I think done. we would have. Well, Morrow's gone. Yeah, Morrow's pretty much done. Uh, and I think if we were going to see anything, we would have seen one happen today if we were going to see another. We'll see what happens tomorrow. We'll see uh, what happens in SmackDown and how that goes out. So, yeah, man. Uh, so, yeah, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We'll be back here Wednesday at 12 noon Eastern to talk all about SmackDown Live and the second half of the Superstar Shakeup. what's happening there. Of course, we'll be back next Monday night with Mr. Matt Morgan to talk about Monday Night Raw, the first uh, Raw of this new, new era, immediately after that show ends on the East Coast. So, Matt, anything you want to plug before we take it home here? Yes, Impact, Pop TV, 8 p.m., Thursday night, 5% Nutrition. Look them up on Instagram and Twitter, at 5% Nutrition. 
um, where you could get some of the best pre, intra, and post-workout supplements in the market. You can have big, strong muscles like Matt Morgan. Um, you can be 40 years old and work a 9-to-5 job, run run this gamut, put these two to shame, uh, <laughs> while also hitting the gym, while competing in a men's physique show. And P.S., I'm back wrestling in a ring again at age 40. Um, all those supplements are definitely helping me along the way. Nice, man. You're making it happen. Cool, man. And Raja, what should people look for on the site? And tell everyone quickly about the new daily podcast that we got going out right now. Yeah, we got just uh, people that subscribe to the channel. There's just a two-minute daily news news brief where you could catch up on the day's news. Uh, so just subscribe to the audio channel. I got an interview with Kurt Angle coming up. So nice. Uh, Very cool. Check that out. Uh, still, uh, it's been such a crazy week. I haven't been able to get Medusa and DDP up, so those should be up this week as well. And yeah, that should be... Uh, it's 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 another busy week awesome man so thanks everyone to hang in with us and by the way thanks for answering matt's call to action last week and tweeting at us what you like about the show what you want to see more of and what you dig love reading those tweets let me ask people please if you dig the show please leave us a review on itunes when you subscribe there let people know what you think give us a star rating let people know uh what you think of the podcast and until next time folks i'm glenn rubenstein and we'll see you back here on the wrestling inc podcast take care <laughs>